Good morning, all listeners. It is Sunday, October 9th, 2022. It's 8.10 a.m. Pacific time, and this is episode 186 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 186. Happy Sunday fun day as we have an NFL Week 5 Sunday ahead of us. That we're going to go over. We've got Major League Baseball postseason. It is down to nine teams, Boogie. It is. One more game today, and we will have all divisional matchups set up for Tuesday. Plus, we had a wild day of college football. But first, it's funny that we're cranking this thing off right around eight, because we hit at 80% yesterday. Hell yeah. Unbelievable day yesterday from Boogie and the Bear, and if you guys didn't listen, Boogie went seven wins, one loss, one push. I went five wins, two losses, two pushes. Combined record, 12-3-3, winners. Wow. I mean, that's a pretty good record, right? Ballin'. <laughs> yeah, we looked pretty good yesterday. Uh, we're ready to... Uh, uh, continue that service to you guys uh, later today, and uh, it was just a great all-around day for both of us. Uh, baseball was awesome, uh, and uh, best bets for me were great. Were awesome. Swept it. Swept the board. Got the got the broom out. Got the broom out yesterday, and uh, of course, college football. Wow, unbelievable! Boogie got three brooms. You know, three pools and three brooms. Three pools, baby. And three three brooms for best bet. And three baseball teams got three brooms, too. Oh, God. It was a crazy, it was a crazy day. Um, before we dive into the NFL and uh, baseball, we just want to go through a little bit of a recap for college football yesterday. And uh, maybe have some predictions on how next week's rankings could shake up. We're wondering if it's possible... Flip-flop. Georgia, Georgia and Bama could possibly flip-flop yet again. Um, I am wearing flip-flops. So Are I, you? Uh, well, oh, yeah. I guess they're slides, I think is what the kids call them okay. nowadays. Okay, all right. Now, sliding. Sliding in. Now, we had Georgia dominate Auburn 42-10, to and that score is misleading because Auburn had a garbage touchdown at the end uh, to put up 10 points. Alabama... Came down to the last play of the game. Texas A&M had a first and goal with the two, with notes with two seconds left. And uh, King's pass was incomplete. Alabama survives twenty-four to twenty against Texas A&M. So I have a feeling that Georgia's going to leap Alabama and become the number one team next week. Boogie. I mean, that's what happened last week with Alabama and Georgia. Uh, with the Way that this season is shaping out, it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, uh, I believe, for the rest of the season. Um, and Michigan, Clemson, going to have to go ahead and fight it out. Yeah, they really are. And, you know, and that's, <clears throat> it looks like the Ohio State, Michigan, um, whoever loses that game, opens the door for Clemson, uh, depending if Clemson loses an ACC game, because Ohio State dominated yesterday, and so did Michigan. Both double-digit winners on the road. Ohio State, 6-0. Michigan, 6-0. Clemson also dominates on the road, 31-3. Also, 6-0. So, 3-4-5 should probably not change. I mean, you got to give it up to 
to Alabama to uh, we uh, backup quarterback, backup quarterback. I mean, backup quarterback for A and M as well. So there was kind of a little bit of a snooze fest. People thought, but easy it, under. It wound up. We gave out the under yesterday in that game. Uh, the fact of the matter is, though, is is that with this college football playoff, that is the only way. That this, I mean, I can't believe how we did this back in the day where the AP, well, AP would just pick out the best teams based off of what they saw. Yeah. Let them finish it off on the field. Yeah. That's what I say. Back in the day, we had the BCS system where you had a committee pick the best two teams. And this year, I'm glad they announced 12 teams. I'm glad we got four, but I'm glad that they announced 12. And this will be a perfect year to implement 12. Because yeah, if you look be. as we keep There's going, a lot up, of parity. Awesome. You USC goes to six and zero. So you got the top top six teams all six and zero. The seventh team, Oklahoma State, dominant. Mm-hmm. It's top heavy. It seems like UCLA six and zero, and they're not even in the top ten. Yeah, they'll they'll move up after that Utah win, which we'll get to in a moment. Tennessee. Number eight team in the country, five and zero. That offense is awesome for Tennessee. They rolled forty to thirteen. Hendon Hooker, Heisman hopeful. Wow, was that a four eight? It was hyperbole. Yes, it was. Hendon Hooker, Heisman hopeful. <laughs> Hendon Hooker, Heisman hopeful. <laughs> Holy cow! I'm a poet and didn't even know it. Oh my goodness, you're on a roll. I'm on a roll today. Anybody got any butter out there? Because I'm on a roll. <laughs> Ole Miss six and zero, number nine in the country. The top nine teams in the country, Boogie, are all undefeated. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Top heavy. Yes, so Top heavy. Utah, bad loss. Well, I want to call it a bad loss. There's your UCLA, 6-0. And at number 18. So they, I think. Do they deserve to be number 10? I think they will be in the top 10. I really do. Because you know the top nine ain't changing. No, it's not. And Utah's going to fall. I mean, this is two games now that... We were calling Utah, you know, top five, top four they in gotta, the playoff. They got to run the table now. They're going to have to run the table. They're going to have to beat uh, USC. Next week. is going to play them next week. That's going to be a big game for them or bye-bye Utah. So you got UCLA. I mean, I feel like they're deserving to jump all the way up to 10 because if you look, you had Oregon beat up on a bad Arizona team, which was one of your bets, 49-22, your best bet, actually. Mm-hmm. Bo Nix has been unconscious. Since that Georgia loss, only throwing one pick and dominating at the quarterback spot. Oregon now 3-0 in the Pac-12, 5-1 overall. I think Oregon, I think UCLA deserves, after beating Utah, to move up to number 10. And I think Oregon will move to 11 with their win. That's just my opinion. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, or there, there's going to be a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of controversy on where these teams are. But like I said, it's good that we have a playoff. Yeah, 100%. great that we have a playoff. It really is. And like I said, I was hoping this would be the year to have 12, but oh. it's going to be some time. But 2024. Will Levis was out for Kentucky as they took an L yesterday. A disappointing loss for the Wildcats, who had a promising receiving. Their, their, their quarterback was a game-time scratch. I mean, the line was 11 earlier it in the week. It dropped a four. I mean, something was up. So you knew you had to. If you had the inside look yeah. there, you knew you had to go with South Carolina. Big win for them, 4-2, and two, getting their first. SEC win. Another one of your bets hit. Florida State plus three. Very close game. A good uh, defensive battle between NC State and Florida State. Um, a 19-17 victory for NC State. They will move up uh, based off of Kentucky losing. Um, you had Wake Forest as well. Another one-loss ACC team. 45-10 over Army taking care of business. And then you had Notre Dame getting back into the win column. Um, one two in a row. Um, I've won three in a row since their 0-2 start. So Notre Dame kind of coming back to reality here too. 
see if Notre Dame can maybe run the table and end the season at 10-2 and two and get themselves a New Year's Six game. Yeah, great job by Marcus Freeman to be able to uh, get this team back on track uh, like True Notre part. Dame should be. Um, uh, to win out here in Vegas was awesome. 28-20, mm-hmm. uh, to 20, they take care of business over the high-flying offense of BYU. And uh, that was a really good game for them. There's actually a um, very good offensive showing and being able to dominate on the defensive side of the ball as well. Couldn't agree more, my friend. And you had the TCU Horn Frogs in a 38-31 victory. This was a drink bet for us to push. Kansas gets their first loss of the year. That TCU offense is really good. If you haven't seen Quentin Johnston play, he had 14 catches for 206 yards and a touchdown yesterday. He will play on Sundays. Max Duggan, the senior quarterback for TCU, he's been on a roll. Boogie, where do you see TCU ending up in this next week's rankings? I mean, they're undefeated. They just won on the road. you got to get more points for that, right? And, and the teams above them played kind of weaker opponents. I could see maybe TCU making the same lateral move up that UCLA is going to make. Yeah, TCU will be in the top 15 uh, for sure. But shout out to Kansas. I mean, this team yeah. and this school for football is just never been good, ever. College game day was ever. there yesterday. For College the first game time. day, first time ever. Uh, they're getting their they're getting their uh, their their team better. Yeah. Uh, within five years, I believe this this team will have a very good top fifteen mm-hmm. perennial school. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just doing an unbelievable job over there, uh, and to be able to play with TCU the way yeah. that offense plays on TCU side of the ball. I think it was a, and, and, you know, it was just a credit to them. Great yeah. job by Kansas. Um, I know that you really can't give out prizes for losses, but no. that was a really well, good. Well, in this day and age, you can. Participation trophies. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that, <laughs> that's a, a story for another day. But we do, yes, have, <laughs> we do have TCU over that Kansas team on the road, uh, which, again, Kansas top top 20 team, number 19, going in yesterday. Yeah. I don't think they'll fall out of the top 25, though. Yeah, TCU's a good team. Kansas, their first loss of the year. If you mix up their basketball and football programs, that was Kansas' first loss in basketball or football since February. Damn. Yeah. If you remember, Jayhawks ran the table, won the Big 12, won March Madness, and they won the first five games in football. That's very true. And now, finally, uh, it took about eight months, but Kansas takes a loss in football. Um, we'll see where they end up. TCU should move up, though. I mean, a road win. You had BYU lose in front of them. Um, Wake beat an Army team. I mean, these other teams have one loss. I think you got to reward the undefeated teams. That's how I feel. I'd like to see UCLA get to that 10 spot because that was a huge win against Utah. And then I'd like to see TCU fill in at 11. Um, what we've noticed with the top 25 weekly is that top like eight or nine, they don't change they at don't. all. No. And all the change comes from like 10 to 20. Yeah. Well, 10 to 25, really. Mm-hmm. So there'll be teams alternating. Kansas State got another big win yesterday, a defensive battle, a 10 9 victory at Iowa State. Tough place to play up in Ames. Um, 10 to 9 win, though. Kansas State taking care of business. 5 and 1 now and undefeated in the Big 12. So Kansas State's going to be another team to look out for. Watch out for K State. This team is going to be uh, a, a real, in the Big 12, is going to be a real uh, threat. And yeah. uh, I like to see what they're doing. They're, they're going to be a contender. Adrian Martinez, transfer from Nebraska, has been very, very good for them. Um, they're on a roll. Their one loss was a, uh, a huge upset by Tulane. They lost by uh, three at home. Should not have lost. Yeah, they? I mean, they should. They, they were one, one or two plays away from being undefeated. So Kansas State, good shout-out to them for hanging in there and getting a win yesterday. 
Arizona State with the upset of the day yesterday, upsetting number 21 Washington. Um, the wheels have fallen off for Michael Penix. Two straight losses for Washington. And um, a team that we once thought maybe could be winning that Pac-12 now fall to 1-2 and two in what is a very, very good conference. I'd say maybe even the second second best conference in America to the SEC. Um, nonetheless, Arizona State surprising. After they fire Herm Edwards, they get a couple of wins. Yeah, here, here's the thing about Washington. I mean, I think they might have been sleeping on this Arizona State team. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you do have a, a little bit of change at the helm, uh, losing Herm Edwards as their head coach and getting fired, uh, the way that Arizona State came out, blazing in the second quarter, scoring 21 points, um, that's just poor defensive strategy with Washington. Yeah. Uh, Michael Penix is going to the next level. He will be an NFL quarterback. Yes, he will. Uh, but he can't do it by himself. And uh, the offense still scored 38 points. So it's not like there was a problem with Penix's offense. It was the Arizona State's offense, which scored against the Washington's defense, yep. which Washington, there's no excuse for that. There is not at all. So a tough upset for Washington. Washington will drop out of the top 25. Another team that um, was impressive yesterday was Mississippi State. Now 5-1 and one and 2-1 and one in conference in a tough SEC. They will move up. They're seeking their first top 20 appearance since 2014 when Dak Prescott was the starting quarterback for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Hell yeah. Will, yeah, Dak, shout out to the Cowboys. <laughs> Who, who who might lose his job to Cooper Rush, which we'll talk about in a <laughs> we'll little bit. See. We'll see, Jerry. Miss, Mississippi State forty to seventeen. Um, big Arkansas's kind of fell by the wayside here now. Three and three, one and three in the SEC. Um, Will Rogers continuing his dominating performance? Another potential Heisman hopeful, leading the NCAA in passing yards. Obviously, uh, Mike Leach, the head coach of Mississippi State, they throw that pigskin all over the yard. Um, and a 40-17 to 17 victory. So Mississippi State looking to move up in the rankings too. Yeah, Arkansas kind of disappointing because I, I like to watch uh, them, how they were doing really well in the early part of the season. Yeah. Now we're in that midseason, and now you're seeing what's going to happen in the gauntlet of the SEC. Yep. Uh, shout out to Mississippi State. Great win for them. And uh, they move on to become 5-1, and 2-1 in the SEC. Very big win for the Mississippi State Bulldogs and South Florida and Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati squeaks out a 28-24 victory over South Florida. Cincinnati now 5-1, 2-1 in the American with South Florida dropping to 1-5. So, I mean, I know you lose your quarterback to the uh, the NFL, but uh, to have Cincinnati struggle against uh, that yeah. team, uh, you, you I don't understand what happened at them because their yeah. defense was number one last year. Yeah. One of the top, top two, top three with Alabama. And, of course, we're in the playoff, and they're struggling against these horrible teams in their conference. It's been it's been tough. Um, the AAC has been a little bit more competitive. Just a brief little standings outlook. We're about halfway through the season, so we, we like to do this now on a weekly basis to kind of update you guys on what to expect because all these conference championship games will be happening here at the end of the year. Um we have a pretty much a three-way tie in the top of the AAC with Cincinnati, Tulane, and the UCF Knights. Um, they are the three undefeated teams in that conference. And Tulane has been the biggest, um, I think, I don't, I don't want to say surprise, but I think they're playing better, the best football out of anybody right now. They really are, and it's a shout-out to them and their coaching staff to be able to compete. Um, again, only team in the in the conference to be ranked is Cincinnati, but Tulane, like you said, they upset Kansas State earlier in the season. Yep. 
2-0 in the conference. I can't wait to see Cincinnati play Tulane. Yeah, as of right now, you know, top two teams will play each other. Right now, it would be Cincy and Tulane in the AAC championship game if the season ended today. Um, you got the Atlantic Coast Conference now with the Atlantic and the Coastal Divisions. Clemson and Syracuse are tied atop the Atlantic undefeated in conference. And then you have North Carolina also undefeated in conference in the Coastal Division. Mac Brown getting his guys going. After that crazy 60-point giveaway, North Carolina's defense has really stepped up as of late. And um, they're playing actually pretty good football down there in Chapel Hill. So... You're looking at uh, North Carolina in the driver's seat of the Coastal Division, looking to get to the ACC Championship game where they're evidently going to match up with Clemson. So as of right now, you're looking at a Clemson-North Carolina matchup, which would be really fun to see in the ACC title game. That would be pretty interesting. A lot of scoring, I think, in that that game, actually, because of the way that North Carolina plays. But they have stepped up with their defense lately. Luke May's brother's a Heisman hopeful. Yes, that's your boy. Yeah, Luke May. That's (laughs) that's my boy. Shout out Circa. Uh, 2017 I wish Derek Willis would have got back on defense I'll never forget that game Malik Monk hit a freaking crazy off balance three while he was double teamed to tie it I almost fell out of my chair just to get my heart ripped out by Luke May as he hits a elbow jumper wide open for the game in the Elite Eight for Kentucky to lose again College basketball is right around the corner, too, Boogie. We have less than 30 days until college basketball oh, starts. Oh, don't get me started with college basketball because we got shout-outs to Victor Wembenyama and Scoot yeah, Henderson uh, this past week. Balling. Playing here in Vegas. Here in Vegas. Dollar Loan Center. Watch out, man. We'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, Dollar Loan Center. Victor Wembenyama and Scooter Henderson, man. The, two, the top two recruits uh, this year looking to go to the NBA draft. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't seen Victor Wembenyama play yet, Imagine if Giannis, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James all morphed into one person. That would be him. This kid's unbelievable. 7'4", and he plays like a 6'5 point guard. Did you see him hit a three? Step back. Woo, boy. My man is going to be. Teams are already tanking for him. Oh, yeah. The Jazz traded away their two best players so they can intentionally go 12-60 and 60 this year to get this kid. It's going to be uh, an amazing time to watch this kid play. Whoever wins that lottery literally wins, wins the, the lottery. lottery. <laughs> yep. Big 12 conference now. I like how we kind of had a little segue from my man, Victor. Keep an eye on that kid, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, especially he's going to get a little bit stronger, oh, too. Yeah. You know, Remember Giannis? Was, he kind of has that Giannis the built skinny, to him. Yep. But, man, if he gets jacked, good luck. Yep, he's gonna Somebody get... Someone needs to call Mark McGuire, get him some steroids. Oh, oh boy. You know, he's seriously, he's a he's a generational talent. Unbelievable. We'll keep an eye on him as a I wish he was going to college. Yeah, that'd be fun. Whatever to watch. go to Kentucky, Victor, if you're hearing Come me. Come on, Victor. Talk to Coach Cal, go to Kentucky and get us a championship. I guarantee you, if you play, we won't lose to St. Peter's in the Ooh. first round. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and TCU Boogie. All tied atop the Big 12. All undefeated. Unbelievable. And it's going to be a a dogfight between these three teams, I feel like, all season long. You know, Kansas State's played really well. Oklahoma State is probably the favorite. And then you got TCU up and coming. We'll see kind of how that round robin plays out to the Big 12 title game. But Kansas State, Oak State, or Oak State, TCU, like, I would love that matchup for the Big 12. Yeah, it's going to be – I I think that Oklahoma State could – the way their offense plays, I think that they could take out Kansas State. Run the table, maybe. Maybe run the table. Um, I got to give a really big 
thumbs down though to Oklahoma. Oh, zero and three. What is going on with Oklahoma? Remember, Dylan Gabriel did not play yesterday. Yeah, they had a backup, but forty nine to nothing in the Red River Shootout. Yeah, biggest blowout in the history. Of the rivalry. Crazy. 49 to 0. You don't even show up to play Texas. show up. Somebody getting fired over there. Brett Venables, I don't know what's going on, but he does not have much time. Mm-mm. Three and three now, Oklahoma, a down year for the Sooners, dead last in the conference. I mean, and this they're is down a, there with my Mountaineers who are 0 2. Yeah, this is a Texas team that uh, is still figuring things out, playing yep. pretty pretty well. I mean, they, they gave uh, Alabama a good game, but uh, yeah, that is just inexcusable the way Oklahoma lost yesterday. Yes. We'll see how the Big 12 plays out as we have uh, weeks to go. We're halfway through the season, but we have three undefeated teams there. Big 10, they split that up too. I don't understand why they do it this way, Boogie. You get Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State in the same division. It's like this every year in the Big 10. You have all the powerhouses yep. in the east side, and then on the west side, you have all like the non-powerhouses. Yep. You have an Illinois football team who's 5-1 and one beating Iowa yesterday. They're tied with Purdue and surprisingly Nebraska yeah. in yeah. the Big Ten West. And then on the east side, you got three undefeated teams, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. I think... And perennial uh, winner, Michigan State, also who's 0-3... But still in that East Division. Yeah, so you're looking at these teams beating up on each other, and then they kind of get a breath of fresh air. But I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to come out of this Big Ten West because you had Minnesota had the disappointing loss to Purdue. We have four one-loss teams in the West. Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska, Minnesota, all one loss in conference. You know, the Michigan-Ohio State game is going to pretty much probably decide who wins the, the Big Ten. Unless Penn State continues their run, Penn State's undefeated in number 10. So I didn't think about, you know what? Mm. I take back what I said. Penn State being undefeated in number 10, I don't think that allows UCLA to jump to the top 10. I think Penn State should stay firm at 10. I don't think we should penalize the Nittany Lions for being off this week. Give me them to stay at 10 with UCLA and TCU to fall right behind at 11 and 12. My opinion Whatever. Conference USA has been very fun this year as we have four undefeated teams. UTSA, North Texas, Rice, Louisiana Tech. All four of them teams undefeated in conference. Utsa is the favorite. They they had a very challenging non-conference schedule. They did. And I think that's going to benefit them. I think UTSA should be able to run through this conference. The Roadrunners running all over the conference. They're running all over the road, baby. <laughs> UTSA, the favorite in Conference USA. Uh, the MAC, we have Maction. Buffalo Buffalo Bulls played a challenging non-conference. Lost their first three games, but won their first three games in conference. Now 3-0, right back to where they usually are. And you have Toledo on the other side, undefeated in the West. So we have two undefeated teams, one in each conference. Buffalo and Toledo could be on a collision course for the MAC championship that's played at Ford Field in Detroit. In the Mountain West, our UNLV running Rebels took a loss to San Jose State on Friday. So now San Jose State, the lone undefeated team on the west side. And you got Boise State, 3-0 and in conference on the other side of things. And look at this, Colorado State, 1-0 in conference. They, were, they lost, they had the nation's longest losing streak. And then they won. They beat Nevada on Friday night, and they are also undefeated. But you got to think, Boise. This is Boise State's the Mountain Division of this is theirs to lose. It should be. I mean, the Rebels felt four and two overall, two and one in the Mountain West. Yeah. Uh, 
bad uh, loss though for them. I mean, I know San Jose State's now three and one uh, overall or four and one, but uh, Doug Brumfield, quarterback for UNLV, injured in the blowout loss. Uh, for UNLV, Cameron Field had to come in, replace Brumfield, and threw for 153 and a touchdown. Um, but next up for them is a big home game versus Air Force. So we'll see Ooh. if UNLV can come back and we'll see go to that happens. game. Book. I, I, I'm thinking about it. UNLV Air Force next week. We'll see if the Rebels can get back home and take care of business. UNLV is looking to go to their first bowl game since I don't even know the last time. It's UNLV way back when. Let's put you that way. I mean. I don't remember the last time UNLV was in the NCAA tournament in basketball, and I don't remember mm-hmm. the last time they were in a bowl game. So it would be mm-hmm. a very big push for them to get to a bowl game. Only two wins away. You only need six wins to be bowl eligible. No, Hey, you know, with all of the talk of what's going to happen with uh, with uh, the, the, the teams leaving uh, the Pac-12, yeah. UCLA, USC, mm-hmm. there's talk that UNLV might even go to the Pac-12. That, that could help their recruiting standards, mm-hmm. you know, with more primetime games, more chances to get, get players to the next level. Yeah, we will monitor that as it, you know time allows us to. We have a three-way tie in the Pac-12 as well. I mean, USC's four zero, so they're percentage points above UCLA and Oregon. UC, USC, UCLA, Oregon, all undefeated in the Pac-12. Utah two and one. We noted they play USC next week. The Pac-12 has been a great conference this year. Those 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 three teams up top, though undefeated, they're going to be battling all year. And it was so down last year, so it was interesting to see. How good and again, I mean it's the transfer portal that was able to help USC out. Yep. UCLA, same thing. Oregon though, uh getting crushed the way that they did against Georgia in the first game of the the uh the season and then to be able to come back the way that they have, very impressed with them. Yes, USC, UCLA, Oregon all undefeated halfway through the season. No surprise here, Georgia and Alabama, the top of the east and west of the SEC, but keep your eye on Tennessee and Ole Miss right on their heels. Your top two teams in each division are all in the top ten. What a dominating conference this is. This has been the best conference in America for 20 years, it feels Uh, like. Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Bama, Ole Miss, LSU, Mississippi State, you got seven of the 14 teams in this conference in the top 25. Georgia and Tennessee top the East. Alabama and Ole Miss top the West. We'll see what happens. Probably looking at another Bama-Georgia SEC title game. That down south loved them football. Man, they loved them football. <laughs> Live by football rules. <laughs> and we, last but not least, is the fun belt Coastal Carolina and newcomer James Madison, both 3-0 and in conference. Unbelievable job by the James Madison Dukes, FCS perennial, making the leap to D1 football, an undefeated 5-0 and 3-0 in the Sun Belt. I mean, if you're going to leap, leap far. Yes, if, if you're feeling froggy, then leap. <laughs> Coastal and James Madison both undefeated. So is Old Dominion in that conference. And then you have South Alabama at the top of the West. So... College football, we are halfway through, Boogie, you know, a little less than halfway through. There's there's about 15 weeks in the season. You know, there's going to be bye weeks, but most of these teams have played about six games, five or six games. To preview next week, we have a Big Ten matchup. Our big noon Saturday kickoff begins at 8 a.m., and at 9, promptly, we head to the big house for Penn State and Michigan. What a game that's going to be in the big house. Uh, Michigan is going to have their hands full with Penn State. 
Um, I think that's going to be a great game, though. Auburn and Ole Miss is next at 9 a.m. Ole Miss looking to beat up on Auburn. That should be an easy victory for easy, Lane Kiffin. Easy. They should get to 7-0. Auburn's down this year. We have a bounce back for both of these teams, Kansas at Oklahoma, which is usually a really fun basketball game, but it's going to be a decent football game as Oklahoma's looking like they, they want to get back on track. Kansas trying not to lose two in a row. And it's usually a bloodbath for Oklahoma to crush Kansas. I think it could be the other way around. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying crush, but I am saying a victory for Kansas. We shall see. We the game see. of the year wow, in the SEC. Wow, look at this game right here. 12-30 CBS, perfectly slotted by the NCAA, I might have. Number one, Alabama at number eight, Tennessee. Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. That place Steve. is going to be I was thinking the same rocking, thing. It's going to be crazy. Tennessee and Alabama. I cannot wait mm. to watch that game. That's going to be. I hope Bryce Young is healthy. I, I, I'd, I'd love to see Bryce Young against Heisman hopeful mm. Hendon Hooker. Triple H. Triple H. Oh, quad H. Oh, boy. We're not talking about Triple H, the WWE executive. No, no, We're talking no, about no. Quad. He's Quad H. Quad H. Yep, we just d- developed a new nickname he's for Hendon Hooker. Love it. Quad H with his 14-32 and 10 TDs. Can they take down the mighty Crimson Tide? Vandy at Georgia, that's going to be a route. How about this Big 12 matchup? Oh, we're just talking about it. We were just going over the standings. Oklahoma State at TCU, 12-30 ABC. That is a dual screen on our TV if I've ever seen. I can't wait for Saturday. We've got our big screen TV where we're at. Half of the screen is going to be Alabama, Tennessee. Half of the screen is going to be Oklahoma, TCU. Wow. What a Big 12 matchup. Wow. That I can't is. wait till next Saturday. That's going to be awesome. You have another great ACC battle with NC State traveling to undefeated Syracuse. Yes, yeah, Syracuse. That, that could be. Is this going to be. We're almost down to a three screen. Oh, boy. Not a three teamer, but a, a three screener. screener. Oh. NC State and Syracuse, another great 12 30 game. Arkansas travels to BYU. That should be good. Washington's looking to get back on track, taking on Arizona. LSU, Florida, always fun. I know these teams are a little down, both 4-2. and two. The Swamp will be popping for Florida, LSU. Clemson visits Florida State. I, I, I got to say, Clemson probably going to take care of business over there, but Florida State yeah. at home has got to be dangerous for the Clemson. Clemson, Florida State will be good. Mississippi State at Kentucky, if Will Levis is, Levis is healthy, that can be a very, mm-hmm. very fun game. And when it all... It all ends the late night with special. the late night special, five o'clock on Fox, USC and Utah at Utah. Oh, next week, Boog is going to be Shake Up Saturday. I can't wait. I'm I can't it wait. We're calling it before ESPN does Shake Up Saturday. Let's go, baby! In college football. Can you tell we love college football? We spent the third, first 30 minutes of this episode Damn. talking college football. Damn, we're going to make it quick on this next one. Luckily, luckily, we only have five picks apiece in the NFL. But before we get to that, we have some baseball to discuss real quick. We'll, quick shout-out to you. Um, I actually owe you a Long Island iced tea when we get done here. Hell yeah! Uh, you know we, you know it's Sunday and we're degenerate, so we start drinking at nine a.m. Sunday fun day. I'm baby. gonna get Boogie a Long Island when we leave here because the Cleveland Guardians. This is how much I love playoff baseball. Think about this: zero zero through fifteen innings. Corey Kluber, who used to be the ace of the f- staff of Cleveland. Gets thrown in in the 15th inning and gives up a solo home run. Cleveland hits a home run off of their former ace in the 15th inning to move on. Unbelievable. Bye-bye, Tampa. 
Bye bye Tampa. You know what? They though? limped their way in. Though. They limped their Shouldn't way in. Shouldn't have done that. That's why I said that they uh, they had just their offense is not doing what they were doing earlier in the season. And uh, in Guardians, I mean, I think it's a credit more to the Guardians than the Rays. I mean, it kind of equals everything out. You know, yep. everything kind of just came apart for the Rays yep. towards the end of the season, and uh, it was set up so so good for the Guardians. As to, I mean, we said it yesterday too. They ran away with the Central, winning by eleven games, yeah. and to be able to move on, I mean, it's a, it's a special team right now. Special team, and good luck. Now they get the Yankees. TBS. This is going to be who do they get? They get the Yankees. Bro. Who? New York. New York, baby. Garrett Cole was just announced the starting pitcher for Game One of the American League Division Series. That begins, Boogie, on Tuesday. Guardians, Yankees. Guardians have not announced a pitcher yet. Obviously, they used Bieber and McKenzie. We could see Cal Quantrill. Um, if they want to pitch Bieber on short rest, they could. I mean, yeah, they could. We'll, we'll see what happens. Bieber did throw seven solid for them. Mm-hmm. McKenzie threw six solid, both shutout innings. Garrett Cole will pitch game one for the Yankees against the Guardians on Tuesday. We're waiting to hear who the starter is going to be in that one. And another reason I love playoff baseball, you think the Blue Jays are going to be coasting to tie the series and force a winner-go-home game three today. Right. They have an 8-1 lead in the fifth inning. The Mariners erase that deficit in scary collision between Bachette and George Springer yesterday. George Springer actually had to be, you know, not carted off, but had to leave the game. Yeah. And then... I'm getting really salty because I have my pirates, my pirates <laughs> players, my buckos. I have players all over this postseason right now. I had Glass now pitch a gem for the Rays. Yeah. I had Quintana <laughs> pitch a gem for the Cardinals. You know who had the game winning hit yesterday? Tell me. Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier from the Pirates? Adam Frazier, former pirate, now on the Mariners, hits a bloop single to drive in the tenth run. And then Kirby, one of their starters, actually got the save. (laughs) And the Mariners beat the Blue Jays. They win the series two games to zero. They now move on, and they will take on the Astros. Justin Verlander set to go in game one. They haven't announced a starter yet, but you could probably expect to see Logan Gilbert. Yeah, I can't wait to see Julio Rodriguez and uh, go ahead against this Astros staff. See if you can smash some balls after talking smack against the Yankees wanting to play them in the postseason. Yep. Hey, they did their job to be able to get uh, past the first round. So yep. we shall see. We shall see, my friend. Anything can happen in the postseason. The divisional series are a best of five. Game one will pit Justin Verlander against probably Logan Gilbert. Seattle hasn't announced it yet, but I mean, I'm just thinking you had Castillo go yesterday. You had Robbie Ray actually get hit around a little bit against his former team. And uh, Logan Gilbert is like the three-headed monster. Now, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. You throw Logan Gilbert in game one against Verlander. Game two is probably going to be Framber Valdez. Now, I'm wondering if Seattle brings in Luis Castillo for game two or holds them till game three at home. Only time will tell. Going to be tough to win up there in Houston, but hey. Ask me, though. I know where you're going on this. Ask me if I could see the Mariners beating the Astros. Absolutely, I can. You can see that happen. Absolutely, I can. Probably not going to. I don't know about beating Verlander in the first game, but if they could steal game two, the Mariners have not been in the playoffs since 2001. 
that home field advantage up there in Seattle mm. is going to be maybe the best in all of baseball. Yeah, it's pretty, They've pretty been wild out there. I, I was at the Pirates playoff game when they had their first playoff game in 21 years. Now the Mariners get their first playoff game in 21 years. That place is going to be a madhouse. Rocking. So good luck winning up there. You know, I'm almost to the point if you could steal, if you could steal game one, I'd hold off on pitching Castillo until you're at home. Right. I'd give them game two, and then I'd beat them at home. We'll see what happens, though. Verlander's always a tough out. Cy Young winner most likely this year. Mariners, Astros, game one begins on Tuesday as well. And, Boog, our third game was the Mets and the Padres. And the Mets, good call on the run line. DeGrom, very solid. Bats came alive. It was a 3-3 game, and Alonzo homered. They got the bats going. They had one big inning. The Mets, they just their season's on the line, this and they it. win. And now, and you know what I love about this wild card is, is the the better team actually gets all three games if necessary. Yeah, at their home at ballpark, home. you earned it. So you earned it. Mets had 101 wins uh, to tie the Braves in, in yep. the, the the East, lose yep. by percentage points because of head to head. Yeah, but that's fine. Mets at home, though, should take care of business again today. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll preview today's game. Uh, There's nine teams still alive because one more team was eliminated. And I just want to give a quick shout-out to Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. Both of them actually singled in their last at-bats and then got pinch ran for. The Cardinals tried to make a late run at it, but they could not. Aaron Nola in his first playoff start, start was amazing. Seven innings. No runs allowed. And the Philadelphia Phillies, man, I have to even give a shout-out to them. They have been fantastic down the stretch from starting the season, 10 games under 500. Bye-bye, Girardi. Firing Girardi. And, you know, we've talked about them in our season update. And now they they move on, and they're going to play the Braves. And they've actually played the Braves really tough this year. No pitchers have been announced in this game. Um, if I were to take a stab at it, I would guess that the Braves are going to come at you with Max Freed mm. because you have a dominant lefty, and the Phillies got a lot of good left-handed bats. There's Schwarber, uh, Bryce Harper. So Harper hit a bomb yesterday, by the way, to start the scoring, a 430-foot piss missile to, to start. So Bryce Harper was piss missile. I like that. Bryce Harper was brought to Philly to get them back into the postseason. And now we have two teams in the divisional series. One hasn't been since 2001. One hasn't been since 2011. That's right. So you have two teams that have not been in the postseason in a long time. They both win on the road in the wild card series to get to the next round. Phillies are probably going to throw Ranger Suarez. Um, That's going to be a tough game for the Phillies to win. The Braves sitting back, waiting. They earn that division. They're the World Series champs. They start their title defense in Atlanta on Tuesday. So... Now, my next question. Can the Phillies win a five-game series against Atlanta? I mean, anything can happen. I know that it's going to be tough, in my opinion, for the Braves to run the gauntlet uh, to get back to the World Series. I think the battle with the Mets, I think, really did take a lot out of them. But we shall see Mm -hmm. um, because that's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. We have three matchups already set. Guardians, Yankees, Mariners, Astros, Phillies, Braves. Times will be announced probably tomorrow. Or later today, um, it's probably going to be a setup, kind of how it was for the wild card series, where you get 
one after another. Right, right. Um, I like man, it. I can't wait for Tuesday, Boogie. Ooh, boy. Um, and then you have the Dodgers waiting in the wings at Dodger Stadium. You're, you know, you have the game today. The Dodgers are waiting. Whoever wins this game today, the Dodgers will take them on. So today, um, 4.07 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN at City Field, we have the winner go home game. Um, the only game that was not uh, 2-0, the only series not 2-0, is the Padres and the Mets. It's been well documented. The Padres, Tatis out for a long time. They're still alive. The Mets choked away the division. Now still alive in the wild card. Padres won game one. Mets won game two. You have a very good pitching matchup today. Another former Pittsburgh Pirate, (laughs) Joe Musgrove. Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Chris Bassett, who has really, he really put this Mets rotation on his back for the first couple months of the regular season. DeGrom and Scherzer battling injuries between April and June. Chris Bassett was their go-to horse. Yep. He's not in unfamiliar territory by mm-hmm. any means. Musgrove, Bassett, Mets a minus $1.35 today, over under a 6.5. Boogie, what's going to happen today at City Field between the Padres and the Mets? I mean, I could go easily one way or the other. That New York crowd is just going to be unbelievable for an elimination. Move on and play the L.A. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Mets take care of business today. Their bats are going to be alive. They're going to be in front of their home crowd. Give me the Mets. Minus 135 on the money line. If you want to get a little greedy and a little juicy, Mets minus one and a half plus $1.70. Honestly, I think the run line can hit the way the bats play. Bassett shuts down the Padres. Mets win, move on to play the Dodgers. If you get a little safe, minus only a dollar thirty-five. Minus thirty-five, I chalked you up as your official pick. And just like we started yesterday's show, and we talked about this when we were capping this morning before we went on air. I told you, I made a statement, and I said the New York Mets are gonna do what the New York Mets do. I like the Padres to win this game. You're crazy. I think San Diego is going to go in there. In game three, and beat them. All right. San Diego will beat the Padres today. Or the Mets. Beat the Mets today, setting up a National League West divisional series between the Padres and the Dodgers, two teams that really don't like each other. I'm sorry, Mets, and I'm sorry, Mets fans. I have a lot of friends that are Mets fans. I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I think the Padres go in there and get a win. And for my Mets fans' friends' sake, I really hope I'm wrong. But I got to go with the value here, Boogie. Plus 125. You got you got star power with Machado. You got star power with Juan Soto. They're a little bit sexier looking. You know what I mean? You got a Mets team who's kind of... Josh Bell had done diddly squat. He hit a bomb off of Scherzer in game one. Did you see that bomb he hit? Hey. Oh, Josh Bell. Another Pittsburgh Pirate. Oh, yeah. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I I want to draw up just from this postseason. Like I got seven pitchers. Starling Marte plays for the goddamn Mets. Yeah. I'm sorry for using God's name in vain, <laughs> but Starling Marte and Daniel Vogelback plays for the. This guy's a little, it's a little salty. We have Pittsburgh Pirates. All, all all my boys that are listening right now know what we're going through. Seeing all these. 
Former Buckos thrive in the postseason every year. Boogie, Charlie Morton got the last out of Game 7 in the World Series. Yeah, you're a little salty. Little salty. Maybe you should switch to a different team. Maybe I should buy the Pirates and actually field a good baseball team. They go sixty-two and hundred every year. They trade all their players, and all their players are in the postseason. You should be able to go ahead and make a little bit of a uh, announcement uh, to the organization. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm going to Dollar Loan Center after this to get a loan to buy the freaking Pirates. And you should be able to uh, cheap, complain. Ba- cheap bastards. Cheap. They, they, they need to cheap in. They, they need, need to cheap, cheap in. They need to cheap in. Sorry, I had to step away for a second because I threw my pen across the room. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, winner of uh, winner of Padres Mets will get the Dodgers. Divisional series start on Tuesday. Should be an absolute blast. Okay. You out of breath. I'm just very unhappy at the Let's moment. go. We got 15 minutes. All right. Boogie. Don't really have a lot today in the NFL. Uh, everybody, everybody, be very, very careful today. Very careful. Today is uh, take the public's money Sunday, as the public did win last week. So, all you degenerates out there doing your parlays and all that stuff, proceed with caution. Boogie, uh, I look at my card. We're giving out our top five, and I've got one ten o'clock game. Three one o'clock games in the Sunday night game. Um, I'm looking at your sheet here. I'm peeking at your sheet. Don't you, be peeking at my sheet. So you got two. Uh, let me see what you got here. You got two, two games at ten. Three games at ten. It looks like. Um, okay, so I'll let you start here. Where Where are you going with play number one? Uh, we should talk about the Giants. Maya gave out the Giants yesterday too. How about that? Boogie gave out the Giants. What's the plus, score? It's 20 to 20. Oh, did you have the under? I got the under 41 and a half. So <laughs> oh, God. I, and I actually bet it. And it's I have to pray to God that it ends in a tie 20 to 20. Uh, I'm probably out on that ticket. So oh, boy. Bad way to start the day. Fading Baron right now. Fading Baron. We got pirates all over the postseason, and I'm over here losing money. <laughs> Today couldn't get much worse. 20 to 20, Packers and the Giants. Ten minutes to go in the fourth out in London. On the track, yeah, London on the track. So we hey, got so Giants uh, plus eight and a half yesterday. Boogie gave out uh, because we couldn't get that pod out here this morning at three o'clock this morning Pacific time. Absolutely so, not. So uh, yeah, Giants plus eight and a half for Boogie yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like we are cashing a ticket most likely on that. Um, the next game we got, hey, we got the ten o'clock game, the Pittsburgh. Steelers against Ooh. the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. Kenny Two Gloves, baby. You got Kenny Two Gloves. Kenny Pickett is uh, going to be their new starting quarterback now. The kid gets his shot, and I'm taking him plus 14 points. I think that's a lot of points. Right. I think that they're juiced up for this kid, and I think that the Buffalo Bills, have their offense has not been as good. They got a couple of guys that are out. Yep. And uh, I am looking forward to a great game by Pickett. Pittsburgh plus 14, plus 600 on the money line. Hey. I'm not that crazy. Oh, I'm not that crazy either. But Boogie's first pick is the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 14 points. <clears throat> My first pick, I had the Jacksonville Boog. And I'm looking at a revitalized Jacksonville Jaguar team. They did lose in Philly, but they put up a great fight. 
And I'll tell you what, they're playing a Texans team who has yet to get a win. The only winless team in the NFL. Got to fade them until they get a win, right? That's right. Got to fade them. Houston Texans 0-3-1, 0-2 on the road. Jacksonville 2-2, 1-1 at home. Uh, you know, the uh, the Texans haven't won a game yet. They're getting a touchdown here. I'm giving out a favorite to start my, my, my list here, Boogie. You are? I am. Oh, my goodness. Very rare. Jacksonville Jaguars minus. Is the sky falling? Sky is, well, let me see. No, it looks good. <laughs> Jacksonville minus seven, uh, looking like a very sexual pick here. I think Jacksonville can win this game by, you know, up to 10 points. Eight to 10 is what I have it capped at. So I'm laying seven. I like Jacksonville to uh, win this game by more than seven points. Jacksonville Jaguars minus seven against the Texans for my first pick out of five. Boogie. Where are you going for play number deuce? Oof, uh, I'm not sure if this is a great pick, but it is a good pick, I think, on Boogie's side. I love your confidence. I am loving this. I like the Patriots today. Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. He's a stud. Western Kentucky. That's, shout out, baby. Yeah, Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. We like the Patriots today. Um, I think a Lions wide receiver Amron uh, St. Brown is active versus the Patriots. No DeAndre Swift, though. No DeAndre Swift, though. And I think that the Lions still are the Lions on the defensive side. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. We let them off the hook. We let them off the hook. Give me the Patriots on the money line minus $1.65. I think that Patriots defense will shut down the Lions. New England minus 165. You know, you have a Lions team that... Offense is at a premium, giving up 35 points a game and scoring 35 points a game. Yeah, golf, nice. Defense could be the difference here in this one. Boogie rolling with the Patriots on the money. You got another 10 a.m. game there, don't you, Boog? I am loving some Geno Smith. Geno's my dude. Shout Gino out Dub V, baby. You, you better pick that dude up if you're on a fantasy league team. Shout out Dub V, homie. Give me Dub V. Yeah, Geno Smith. Seahawks catching five against that Saints defense. I think that the Seahawks win this game outright. Ooh. So I will take the but I will take the gift of the plus five. Give me the Seahawks plus five against the Saints. The resurgent Seahawks. Crazy, huh? All right. All right, Waterbug. Yeah, sir. Zigzag theory. I said be careful this weekend because things that don't make sense are going to be happening. The best defense in the league is going up against the worst offense in the league. Can't say that very often. No. The San Francisco 49ers and their number one rated defense travel to Carolina to take on Baker Mayfield and the worst offense in the NFL, yardage-wise. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be one of those ones where the public gets killed on. San Francisco's land seven. And I'm taking the Carolina Panthers plus seven wow. with the worst offense in the league against the best defense. Somehow, some way, Baker figures it out. C-Mac goes crazy. And the Carolina Panthers cover at home plus seven against the 49ers. Mm. Boogie, where are we going next for Boogie's fourth pick? On the board? My man. My man. Oh, we're gonna, I got to skip. We, I I'm sorry. I skipped one. Oh, the skipper. I got I got so excited. All right, Skippy. All right. I'm going with the over on a total right now. Hello. Give me the over Hello. on the Falcons-Buccaneers game. I think there's a lot of points to be scored here. We oh. got the total in the Falcons-Bucks game at 46 and a half. 
I think Tom Brady gets on track like he did last week, uh, losing to the Chiefs but scoring 31 points. Um, I think their offense gets back on track. They got a couple of healthy guys back. And, of course, with the Falcons, hey, watch out for the Falcons to be able to score some points today to push that game to go over. Over 46.5 sounds good to me. That should be an easy-peasy flyover. 50-something points will be scored. Buccaneers, Falcons, over 46.5. Bucks, Falcons, over for Boogie's fourth pick. And we have a combo pick. Combo pick alert. Combo. Uh, 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 Boogie, uh, uh. Boogie and the Bear and Sunday combo pick. Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Rams. Dallas Cowboys are 3-0 and with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I like that red beard of yours, Cooper. Ah. You are the man. 3-1, and 1-0 on the road. 2-2, two and 1-1 two, one and one at home. Rams, ugh, not looking so good. Little Super Bowl hangover to start the year. Sitting at 500. A lot of Cowboys fans are going to be traveling out to SoFi Stadium today. And you're giving me five and a half. I'm buying that to six all day. Dallas Cowboys plus six. I'll take the Cowboys as well. Cowboys plus six. Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott. Who? Oh, boy. They pay him too much money not to start. But I'll tell you what, they could always trade him. Yeah, they could. But he is hurt To the right Steelers. Now. Um, mm, I don't know. You got your boy Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you're right. You know? Got to give got to give my man Pickett a chance. Watch out for Cooper Rush to be able to handle this Rams defense. Aaron Donald going to have to escape uh, from him his hands. I think that with uh, Zeke Elliott and Pollard in the backfield, the, uh, the mix-up Michael Gallup, and you got C.D. Lamb on the outside – Give me the Cowboys and Cooper Rush plus the points yep. all day long, baby. Dallas plus six, really good pick there. We have a red zone alert out in London. There's 8.32 to go in the fourth quarter, 20-20, to 20, and the New York Giants are in the red zone. First Woo! and goal. First and goal at the nine-yard line. The Giants looking to upset Green Bay in London. Boogie gave out the eight and a half. Please, Lord, turn it over and tie at 2020 so I can hit my under ticket. Uh, my next play, Boog, is going to be I- – I- I've been betting this team a lot this year, and I think this is where – I've been sports gambling all my life. I've been sports gambling all my life. I think the Philadelphia Eagles could finally drop one today. I don't know if they lose the game. They've been the best team in the NFL. They're 4-0. They're at the Cardinals today who are 2-2. Two two. The Cardinals are coming off a nice win against Carolina. And uh, I got to take my man Kyler Murray getting these points today, Waterbug. Phillies five and a half. I'm going to take Arizona by the hook. Arizona Cardinals today at home down in the desert plus the six. I think Kyler Murray and uh, Jalen Hurts, two uh, two solid college quarterbacks, two solid pro young studs. I think we got ourselves a really good game in store. I'm taking Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Getting the six points against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. I'm now going to transition into Sunday night football. This is the Sunday night fix game. Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. I got to go with my man, Cool Joe. The Bengals swept the Ravens last year. And I got to tell you something about this Baltimore defense. They are not very good, Boogie. Baltimore is the second worst defense in the NFL to the Detroit Lions. They give up. Their pass defense is the worst in the NFL. And this Baltimore defense can't stop anybody. And you got Joe Burrow against Lamar Jackson in a quarterback matchup here. I think this is going to be a very, very fun game to watch. And right now, Cincinnati's plus three and a half. And I am buying that up to four. Cincinnati Bengals plus four. 
Everybody and their mothers on Baltimore tonight. See you at the window. Potential best bet material for me today is the Cincinnati Bengals. AFC defending champion getting four points at Baltimore who finds ways to win games but does not play any defense. They're 0-2 at home. Finds games to lose. Finds ways to lose games. Finds too. ways to win. Finds ways to lose. Yeah, that's five picks for me. Five picks for you. But it looks like you got one more. You know what we're gonna do? Well, we we'll- got one more because tomorrow night's game. Monday night football. We'll give out. We'll give out a two way. Let's give out a two way for Monday night football. Monday night football to end the week here tomorrow night in Kansas City. Raiders at the Chiefs. I'm going with the Raiders, baby. Raiders get that offense rolling. Chiefs offense is okay. Their defense, though, not as good as it used to be. Give me the Raiders. I think that Carr and company, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, got things going, rolling last week over those Denver Broncos. I think the Raiders plus 7.5. I'll buy it to 8. Yes, sir. Minus a dollar nineteen if you're plus one seventeen plus seven and a half right now. Give me the Raiders plus the points tomorrow night against the Chiefs. This is going to be an absolute shootout, Boogie. You have Kansas City third in the league in scoring at thirty two point three a game. You got the Raiders scoring twenty four a game. I'll tell you what. I'll even give you a score prediction on this game. I think Kansas City wins this game twenty eight to twenty four. Raiders covered a number. Kansas City it goes goes over. The over-under is 51. I think it hits right above that number. My play on Monday Night Football tomorrow night's the over. Raiders Chiefs over 51. Two-way play to end the pod. Boog, we got seven plays on deck right now. Drink betting baseball. Boogie likes the Mets. I like the Padres. I'm on Jacksonville, Carolina, Dallas, Arizona, Cincinnati, and the Raiders Chiefs over. Boogie is on the Steelers, Patriots money line, Seahawks, Bucks, Falcons over, Cowboys, and the Las Vegas Raiders getting eight points. That's our show, Waterbug. It's best bet time for episode 186. It's Sunday fun day. Who we rolling with, Boogie? Boogie's blockbuster best bet is going to be those Dallas Cowboys today. Cowboys take the points, plus six. I think they take care of business. Watch out for an upset, too. But I'll take the points on another gift. Wow. That that, that made me make a weird noise. It did. Cowboys plus six. Sunday Night Football, Cincinnati Bengals plus four. Best bet, Sunday Night Fix game. They are going to take everybody's money tonight. Cincinnati getting the points. Go grab them. Get it while it's hot. Barron's best bet, Cincinnati plus four. Boogie's best bet, Dallas plus six. See you guys at the window. Baron out. Boogie out.